it on, the way I take a shower, uh, the physical therapy twice a week, the mental health therapy once a week. Sergeant Gunnell's been documenting his journey on Twitter. The New York State Inspector General has released a scathing report on drug tests administered improperly behind prison walls. Here CBS is Stacey Lynn. The test was made by the company Microgenics and an internal review found it led to rampant false positive results. Inspector General Lucy Lang. More than 1,600 incarcerated people were punished. Those punishments included solitary confinement, lengthened sentences, delayed parole hearings, revoked family visitation. Scientists in the UK have come up with a blood test to help detect specific forms of cancer. CBS's Vicki Barker is in London. The blood test takes a so-called metabolic fingerprint, which can distinguish between cancer cells and healthy cells. In early tests, it was 95% accurate in identifying which patients suffering such nonspecific symptoms as unexplained weight loss or fatigue actually had cancer. A popular Swedish furniture store is passing on the cost of supply chain shortages to customers. The living room you can actually live in. IKEA, IKEA. is raising prices by 9% this year. This is CBS News. There's always something new under the sun. CBS Mornings, weekdays on CBS. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, save up to $1,000 on Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds, plus special financing, only for a limited time. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Deep breaths. My's virtual meditation studio has never been busier. Imagine not working. They need a remote assistant to realign their scheduling. Blank calendar. Sorry, back to your breath. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Make calls, schedule virtual interviews, and talk to candidates right from your employer dashboard. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. A winning game show contestant morphs into robbery victim. The reigning Jeopardy champion was the victim of a crime over the weekend. Amy Schneider tweeted that she was robbed at gunpoint in Oakland, California. She says she's shaken up but is okay. She says her ID, credit cards, and phone were stolen in the armed robbery. She couldn't sleep after it happened Sunday afternoon. Police say they're investigating and have not yet made any arrests. Schneider is the first transgender contestant to qualify for the Tournament of Champions. She she won again on Tuesday's show for the 25th time in a row. Wendy Gillette, CBS News. Two days after he was rushed to the hospital with stomach pains, Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro has been discharged from a facility in Sao Paulo. While he was there, he was treated for an intestinal obstruction. Bolsonaro has struggled with medical issues since he was stabbed in the abdomen while he was campaigning in 2018. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. This is important news. If you have unfiled tax returns, the IRS is shifting gears and ramping up investigations on non-filers this year. If you fail to file your tax returns for a year or more or you owe back taxes, now's the time to call Optima Tax Relief before the IRS finds you. Optima is America's number one most trusted tax resolution firm specialized in helping individuals, families, and businesses get right with the IRS. They're experts in the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, a powerful new program that can make resolving tax Tax issues easier. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima's award-winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest, resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-343-6460. 800-343-6460. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Hi, Dasher here. I'm one of the reindeer. <laughs> you know, those reindeer. We're the ones who actually keep things going up here. The big guy isn't much help. He needs his rest for that magic night. And Mrs. Claus is busy with paperwork. Making a list, checking it twice. Somebody has to keep the elves in line. Hey, keep it going in there. 
and take care of the finances. We go to OUCU Financial, formerly Ohio University Credit Union. Make the season shine with a holiday loan from OUCU Financial. Eight out of nine reindeer would definitely recommend. And it would have been nine out of nine if Vixen had just been paying attention to the question. With low interest rates, you can control your holiday debt, pay off high interest credit cards, and have enough left over for milk and cookies. When you go to OUCU Financial, you're not just one of the herd. Apply for a holiday loan from OUCU Financial and make your finances glow. Apply online at OUCU.org slash holiday or stop by a branch today. Subject to credit approval, fairly insured by NCUA. At Ohio Health, you can see your doctor here, there, or anywhere, whether it's in person. Hi there. How are you feeling today? Or at home. Hi there. How are you doing? At one of our 200-plus care sites across the state. All right. Let's take a look. Or on your tablet, smartphone, or computer. So when did this problem start? You'll feel good knowing Ohio Health provides the finest care anywhere. Schedule care today at ohiohealth.com slash finest care. Are you dreaming of something greater? A college degree, job skills, a rewarding career. The Ohio Army National Guard can help you get the education you need to land the career you've always wanted. The Ohio National Guard Scholarship Program could pay 100% of your college tuition. You're eligible for the scholarship as soon as you enlist. Learn more about the many benefits that come with serving in the Ohio Army National Guard. Visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard, aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Integrated Services uh, is constantly seeking partnerships. How can I have a meaningful relationship with primary care providers so that we can take care of our shared community of people that need support? We've grown exponentially and I really see the next five to ten years being a similar story. The opportunities are endless. Coach Turf, here we are at midweek, and normally at this time we discuss some aspect of inept tech football. This is the... This, this is my favorite part of the program. I was uh, noticing that several of the teams, both in college and the professional ranks, are using a formation called the shotgun formation, and you were telling me that uh, that formation actually developed at inept tech several years ago. Well, that's right. That This goes back to 1961, and uh, most folks probably don't realize, but uh, they, they probably think that the uh, shotgun formation is named after the quarterback because the quarterback stands a little bit further back in the backfield than he does at the regular formation. They think that it's named after because where the quarterback stands, but that ain't right. That ain't uh, not right at all because back in 1961, we had a center name of a shotgun snapman and a, and a shotgun he could hike that ball so hard that the quarterback didn't want to stand right underneath him he had to stand back a little further about 10 yards and that's how come they call it the shotgun formation it's named after the center shotgun snapman back in inept tech class of 61 and don't have nothing to do with the quarterback that formation is somewhat uh, similar to the old single wing formation isn't it coach well, that's right. You know, single wing, double wing, triple wing, everybody's heard of them, but we had in innovated back in NF Tech something called the forpal wing. The forpal wing where the quarterback stands about 10 yards back, the halfback stands about 8 yards back, the fullback stands about 6 yards back, and the wide receiver stands about 4 yards back, and they're all there back there in the backfield, and the, and, and then the center could center the ball at any one of them, and so we had a forpal attack where people running in four different directions at the same time. I'll be back to talk more inept tech football history with Coach Turf right after we pause for this message. I'm waiting to see if Mark Turf's going to continue. It is not, so I continue with a sponsor, proud sponsor of the Art Turf Show is Carmel Candy Squares. I thought you were going to say Timex. <laughs> Coach Turf, another piece of football lore that developed here at Inept Tech was the term the lonesome end, and I think you were telling me that you actually developed that play. 
That's right. You know, that was invented right here at NAPTEC. A lot of folks is under the false suspicion that it was invented by somebody else at some other program, but they're not right. It came about right here. I remember back in 1957, we had a boy on the ball team name of a Dog Breath Duncan. Dog Breath, one of my uh, personal favorites. He was a end. He was a wide receiver, and uh, he never did go into the huddle because the other boys on the ball team wouldn't let him in there. You know, uh, he, they made him stand outside the huddle 10, 20, 30, sometimes even 40 yards away from the huddle, and he'd stand out there and make up his own plays, make up his own pass patterns, and that worked out real good. And the fact that he was out there all by himself is the reason they call it the Lonesome Man. So that play actually developed here at Inept Tech. And Just like a lot of other plays that uh, has started right here, and folks don't know that, and that's the reason for this here program. And this young man actually gave more to the school than his four years of eligibility. Well, that's right. Not only that, he give us something else. You know, he, he give uh, the game of football something else even after he is dead and gone. What legacy did he leave behind, Coach? Well, he loved NAP Tech. He loved the oysters. He loved football so much he wanted to hang around even after he was gone. And so we buried him on the football field in what you call now your coffin corner. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed <gasps> interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turk. Dog, the dog <laughs> breath? The coffin corner. <coughs> dog breath. Dog breath. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. Well, earlier in the week, they had been talking about weather headed our way. So far, no, sh- no uh, signs of it. We're at 41 degrees. The sun is starting to pop out through the uh, overcast haze, whatever you want to call it. And we're headed to 50 degrees in a sunny day. Now, tomorrow may be a little more challenging, so we'll just have to see. But, uh, you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready I'm for, I'm, I'm ready for, um, I'm ready for some weather. A little festive weather, winter weather. Well, you know, now Brian Hughes' weather forecast, if you didn't hear it this morning, no. said just a light dusting oh, for... Tomorrow afternoon into tomorrow evening, okay. and maybe more toward the Ohio River and south of here. So you know, you know they talk about we'll see the weather experts. Yeah, they talk about. Let me see if I can get the term: the European model. Yep, that's one, and the USA model is it? Yep. Okay. Well, what, what, why is there a difference? That's what I'm wondering, too, and I've wondered that. So, since we are wondering, what? I'm going to go to work on it here. Okay. See what but I can the, find. The, the European model, earlier this week I saw an in-depth forecast. And the European model said that... Uh, we here in Athens, we're gonna get some snow. Yeah, but the U.S. model had it south of us, more like you know Parkersburg and farther on down. Um, and we might get a dusting, as you put it. But um, you know, why do they differ, and why are there these two models? Oh well. Yeah, and what was it a couple days ago? Anywhere from two to four inches for our area. Yeah. And and, and now it's just down to a dusting. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I, I understand weather is hard to predict. Yeah, it is. 
and uh, and it changes all the time. Uh, so that's one of the reasons you listen to the radio is to always be kept up to date. So in any case, uh, we're showing 41 degrees now. We're going to climb up to 50 today. And uh, they say uh, they're describing the day as partly sunny. All right. Okay, here we go. The main differences between the two models involve accuracy. Yeah. Okay, do it. Well, duh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And time frame of predictions. However, both are global models. While the American model can predict up to 16 days in advance, the European model can only predict up to 10 days in advance. Okay, so let's th- go a different direction. Um, is there an American model for Europe in that area? I would think so, yeah. Because why is the European model known over here? You see what I mean? Yeah, probably. Why don't they just each stay to their own territories? Yeah, maybe because of the way of the Earth's rotation. Let's see. What are the differences between... Weather models. A weather model only, and they've got this word in parentheses, skillfully predicts about 10 days in advance, while a climate model integrates forward in time for hundreds of years. The main difference here is that in a weather model, well, we care about when and where a storm or a front is appearing. So that begs the question... Which model is more accurate, American or European? Now I'll go, duh. This, yeah. this well, is, duh. Yeah, this is from a site called Earth Science. Mm. Okay. It goes on to say, while the European is on average more accurate, the American sometimes produces better forecasts. Well, there's a confidence booster. Mm. Sometimes predicts better forecasts yeah, yeah, i don't know <laughs> so, well let's know, uh let's move on I've anyway mother nature is uh the winner in that one all we'll the just time. see what happens yeah, tomorrow exactly <laughs> and live with it yeah all right um the fred palmer commentary um i see uh when i look up here it says carol's dog Okay, I think I've heard this one a number of times over the years. I certainly know the story. Carol was my sister. Carol Palmer, and then when she became married, Carol Lambert. Carol Lambert lived in this community or or in Athens for, um, mm, golly, now I'm a little hard to say, maybe 12 years? And... um, Lived here halfway out to Amesville on 550. Had a nice home, and Bob lived here too, her husband. Incidentally, Bob died on New Year's Day um, some years ago. I still have a couple of nice cards and notes that uh, Carol wrote to me uh, years ago. I still have them displayed in a uh, display case as well, so... Very kind words. Well, this is Dad's commentary entitled Carol's Dog. Okay? Friends, I was too young for World War I and too old for World War II. I was manager of 50,000-watt CBS WCKY in Cincinnati and decided to enlist. I went to Commander Oring of the Navy and told him I'd like to enlist. He told me to sit down picked up his phone and called the head of the FBI located in the same building. I forget the name of the FBI gentleman, but not what he said. You are manager of a freak radio station, he said. Due to your powerful skywave, your 5.30 morning program is the most popular morale builder for our men in Guadalcanal. At 7 o'clock in the morning, Your news program is the best for our men in North Africa who are fighting General Rommel. You can best serve by staying right here managing WCKY. 
When I went home that evening, I was met inside the door by our daughter Carol, who was about six years old, and she said, Dad, since you're too old to fight, and her voice broke, I want to send my dog. I sat down in the nearest chair. Well, Carol, Dogs for Defense is wanting more dogs. If you want to send your white collie, Barkus, you may do so. I helped her call Dogs for Defense. When they came to get Barkus, school was let out to see him off. He was sent to Nebraska to be trained as a sentry dog. When I would go home at night, there in the window, Carol had placed a beat-up cardboard with a red crayon star. I, I looked at it and I said to myself, well now, Buster, that's for the dog. Barkus served for two years and was detrained and returned to Carol, and again the entire school came over to welcome Barkus home. And by the way, while the FBI gentleman was talking to me, he said this, we don't want to run your radio station, but we'd appreciate it if you would never, repeat, never broadcast the word atomic. Just thought you'd like to know. Wow. Um, yeah, I remember this story <coughs> being told to me, of course, um, at the time that Carol was six, I wasn't even alive yet. Uh, there was a 14-year age difference between us. And uh, while my parents had Carol, um, uh, they were not able to have any more children, and I was adopted then, 14 years after Carol said birth. But, um, yeah, cool cool story. So. Yeah, that was pretty neat. That was a little tug on the old heartstrings when she uh, said goodbye to her dog. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Luckily, it, it was returned two years later. Mm hmm The happy ending to the story. That's pretty cool that the schools let out to send off the dog. And then they let out again to welcome it home. Yeah. Well, today is January 5th. Um, today is National Bird Day. Not birthday, but bird. Like with wings and a beak and all of that. <laughs> um, it's yeah, the ones that fly. We'll come back to that. Today is National Whipped Cream Day. Mmm. National Keto Day. The diet. Oh. Keto well, diet. Okay. And finally, National Screenwriters Day. Now, when I think of... Um, when I think of birds and I think of Athens, there are two people whose knowledge of birds pop into my mind. Or fly, I should say, fly into my mind. Oh, there you go. Okay, so Daniel, help me out. His father was a doctor. Um, I think he's retired now. Lived up on Longview. Um, I, I coached him in soccer. Daniel... I'm not sure if I can okay, help you. Okay, and there. you know the bicycle shop there across from the, uh, or used to be across from the post office? Oh, yeah. Uh, he worked there <clears throat> in bicycle repairs and so on. Oh, shucks. Anyway, Daniel was uh, extremely knowledgeable about ornithology, birds. And the other one is my son in law. Dan Weber. I just realized both their names were Dan. I uh, wonder if only Dans can be uh, bird people. But um, my goodness, uh, they can hear a bird make a noise and tell you what it is. They can be, you can walk along with them. And they can spot something and tell you exactly what it is. And they often see things that are 
somewhat rare, but we don't even notice them. Wow. And uh, I think I think Dan. Um, oh shucks, I'm embarrassed. I can't think of his last name. But not my son-in-law, but the other one. I think he even taught some ornithology at Ohio University. Help me out. I I wish I could. I'm trying to think of who David who lived on Longview. David. There was a doctor. The doctor's first name, I think, was Dave or David. Oh, folks. Anyway, uh, by the way, folks, uh, anytime you want to participate with us, um, we used to have two phone lines, and they would ring in tandem. like um, Alternating. Alternating. Yep. Um, something's changed over the last year or two, so now we only have one phone line. But the number is 592-6646. Of course, put 740 in front of that. So 740-592-6646. You know, when you talked about them hearing a bird sound, they could tell you what it was. Mm -hmm. I can think of a couple that I can identify when I hear them, like a Carolina wren that sings in the morning. Uh, It is unmistakable. It is a Carolina wren. Uh, there are eastern orioles, in addition to orioles that live in this area, uh, robins, and also a cardinal, the state bird of Ohio. Mm-hmm. That's th- Those are ones that I can yeah, identify you, without seeing them. You're way ahead of me. Now, I bet I can beat you on squirrel noises. All right. Go, go for it. <laughs> well, how do I prove that? Well, I don't know. Can you imitate them? Um, nope. But anyway. <laughs> Impersonate them? I that sure, would be even sure more interesting. Squirrel noises and that sort of thing. Okay. I, I saw, speaking of birds, if we can do this, I saw a bunch of robins, spring robins. Yeah, I'm wondering if this warmer weather has got them a little bit out of whack about the season, what it is. But I saw a bunch of them. In my yards, and in uh, one of my fields, and it was just amazing to see so many of them so early, you know, in in January. Now, granted, the weather was what in the fifties near sixty, maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. Typically, that's spring-like temperatures. But they were. It was after rain, and man, they were really going after the the worms. <laughs> whatever they could find we had one day we had a warm rain it was like mid 60s and uh raining rained pretty constantly and saturated the ground therefore the worm surfaced the red wigglers hmm. <laughs> or some folks think about them the fishing worms i never like baiting worms on a hook fishing hook I'm just going through my um, contacts to see. Still looking for that name? Yeah. Dan, go through the alphabet, A, B, C, D. That's what I do. If I can't think of a last name, I'll go through the alphabet. And a lot of times it will trigger a retrieval cue there. About what the last name is. Ortman? Nope. Um, Just a minute here. Okay. Searching, searching. Well, while you're doing that, I've got an interesting little tidbit here to share with you about a North Carolina man that won one million bucks on a lottery scratch-off ticket. One million bucks. It was a Christmas gift. Stocking stuffer. It was from his wife. Wow. And she gave him a million bucks. Without knowing it. Without knowing it. Did you hear about... um, 
What is it? What's that well-known um, game show? Oh, there's a bunch of them. Jeopardy? Yes, I think it is. The, the girl that has been winning like four or five days in a row that was robbed? Yes, yes. Yeah, robbed in Oakland? Yeah. Yeah. But she has won, is it $90 million? Yeah, I don't know if it's that high. It's yet, some but. extraordinary figure. Well, anyway. Let's see if we can find it here. Um, yeah, I'm just coming up dry here. I'm looking through my contacts. Amy Schneider is her name. And, and uh, what's the amount? Yeah, I'm still digging here to see if it will pull that up. But yeah, I mean, she's won four or five days in a row, I think. Something like that. Of course, those shows are all taped, right? I, I guess so. Yeah, they're not allowed to disclose the the winnings until after the show or even if they won. No, I think they it's right on the, the front of their, um, their the, the stand they stand behind, you know. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, they can't. The shows are taped. You know, and then they, they air, well, I don't know, a month or two later, but contestants are not allowed to reveal what happened on the show until after it airs. Oh, well, of course. Um, anyway. She if- has won $897,600 during her 24-game okay, winning so streak. Nearly a million bucks. Yeah. Wow. All right, well, let's see here. Historically speaking, what's happened on this date of January 5th? We go back to the year 1477, the Battle of Nancy. Burgundy versus Switzerland. When 7,000 were killed, including their leader, Charles Duke of Burgundy. Burgundy versus Switzerland. Then we move up to the year 1781, the British naval expedition led by Benedict Arnold, Burns, Richmond, Virginia. 1919, German Workers' Party forms the precursor to the National National Socialist German Workers' Party, which in short we simply called the Nazis. 1930, Mao Zedong writes, A single spark can start a prairie fire. 1949, U.S. President Harry Truman labels his administration the Fair Deal. All right, famous birthdays. If I simply said George Reeves to you, what would you think of? George Reeves? Yeah. Superman. I was thinking of Christopher Reeve. George Reeves was the original Superman in um, entertainment, you know, film or whatever you call it. But he was born in uh, on this date in 1914. He died in 1959. Okay, the next name we have for you is King C. Gillette. I'm going to make a guess. Razor blades. But uh, you help me out. King C. Gillette. But he was born in, on this date in 1855. He, did, he died in 1932. Well, that would be an accurate presumption. Okay. King Camp Gillette was an American businessman. He invented a best-selling version of the safety razor. Okay. Several models were in existence before Gillette's design. 
Gillette's innovation was the thin, inexpensive, disposable blade mm-hmm. of stamped steel. Um, incidentally, he is, um, in this picture at least, has a uh, rather full mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought he'd mention he, it. I think he missed a part or two maybe yeah. when he was shaving for many years. Okay, two more birthdays to go over. Conrad Adenauer. Conrad with a K and Adenauer, A-D-E-N-A-U-E-R. Born in 1876, on this date, died in 1967. He was a German statesman who served as the first chancellor of West Germany from 1949 to 1963. From 1946 to 66, he was the first leader of the Christian Democratic Union, a Christian Democratic Party he co-founded, which under his leadership became the dominant force in the country. Uh, last one is uh, an actress, Jane Wyman. Uh, she was born in 1917 on this date, died in 2007. So she made it to 90, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was an American actress, as we know, singer-dancer, and philanthropist, she received an Academy Award, three Golden Globe Awards, and nominations for two Primetime Emmy Awards. Wyman's professional career began at age 16 in 1933 when she signed with Warner Brothers. And at The one feature about her that I particularly have always noticed are, were, rather, her eyes. Yes, at one point... Uh, she was married to former President Ronald Reagan. Oh, that's right. That's right. She okay. started movies such as Johnny Belinda in 1948, All That Heaven Allows in 1955, and Magnificent Obsession in 1954. Just a few of her many credits. The uh, two deaths we have to mention today uh First, that of Ernest Shackleton. And um, he was born in 1874, but died on this date in 1922. What was he known for? Ernie the Explorer. Oh. I I just made that up. Sir Ernest Henry Shackleton was an Anglo-Irish and Arctic explorer who led three British expeditions to the Antarctic. He was one of the principal figures of the period known as the Heroic Age of Antarctic exploration. Ernest the Explorer. This last one we'll need far less information about because most of it are most of us are familiar. Amelia Earhart. Born in eighteen ninety seven but died on this date in nineteen thirty nine. And of course um, well, you can add a line or two if you feel like Oh, it. well, you know, lots. We already know American aviation pioneer and an author. She was the first female aviator to fly solo across, uh, across the Atlantic Ocean. Um, let's see. Today in history. I, I found a couple of things this morning. I just, it says in 1822, Jean Francois... Champollion announces he has deciphered the Egyptian hieroglyphics using the Rosetta Stone. Um, see, on November 12th of 21, Grace Kelly was born. On December 23rd, I said 21. Never never mind. That was the date they... Never mind. Just never mind the whole thing. Uh, Grace Kelly was born on November 12th, 1929. There we go. Remember how Van Gogh lost an ear? Yeah, he cut it off. And gave it to his lover. A 
very strange tale, but true according to historical accounts. That happened on December 23rd, 1888, two days before Christmas. Well, I guess when you don't have a dozen roses, (laughs) you got to make something else do. 1950, on August 11th, Steve Wozniak, the co-founder of Apple, was born. Oh, well, just interesting tidbits that I came across. Someone's trying to reach me. Let me get my phone out and uh, kill it there. Set it over there. Um, the city of the day. There's all sorts of things I never bring in here, but once in a while I do. Uh, there is a um, a service that produces every day the city of the day. And uh, when I su- spotted it this morning, I, I said, oh, well, I'll bring it in. Santa Fe, New Mexico. Have you been there? I have not. It is among my favorites. Featured as our spot of the day, New Mexico's city of Santa Fe clearly lives up to its title, the city different at every corner. You're bound to learn something new about yourself when you visit, thanks to the city's storied history and culture, its diverse art scene, its world-class lodgings, its award-winning food, and the endless opportunities for discovery that awaits you. Um, Reader's Digest, a couple years ago, ranked Santa Fe as the world's sixth best city. Think of that. Um, Dresden, Tokyo were all at the top of the list, just to mention a few. Um, folks, if you ever have the chance, I highly recommend Santa Fe, New Mexico to you. Does the name Dan Brown? That's it. Mean anything Dr. To you? David Brown. Yes, Daniel Brown. You got it. Thank How'd you, you Shirley. It? How'd you get it? Thank you, Shirley. Okay. <laughs> Many of you remember Dr. David Brown, um, who was a general physician, general practice physician, I think, worked closely with the hospitals, too. And um, his son, Daniel, played soccer for me years ago um, when I was coaching at Athens High School. And it's just a wonderful family. I'm glad you got that one. So Daniel Brown is this guy that is so sharp on birds. Okay? His son. There you go. Now you can continue on with your day. (sighs) Makes me feel better, (laughs) having found that. Thank you, Shirley. Yes. (laughs) We're talking about your mom, aren't we? Correct. Okay. Yes. Um, Folks, this morning... I was running behind schedule. I had a busy day yesterday and today as well. So I only was able to update the statistics on the COVID information for Ohio and Athens. But um, at least this is helpful and it's, um, it's us. So let's do Athens first. Um... We are now up to 104 deaths that have occurred since March 7th of the year 2020. COVID deaths. Um, We have 8,577, which is 92.3% of our cases, have recovered. Um, 
we've had a total case number of 9,293, which is 14.2% of our population in this county has experienced COVID. Just yesterday, 72 new cases. 320 are presently hospitalized. I got that out. So, now let me let me um, do one more thing. If we if our stats were the same as Ohio, the state of Ohio, instead of having uh, let me find it. Oh, nine thousand two hundred and ninety three cases we would have had by now 11,698. So that's 2,405 more cases if our statistics were the same as those of the state of Ohio, percentage-wise. Okay, let's do the state. We've got 11,700,000 people living here. Yesterday in the state, there were 20,411 new cases. Bringing the total now to 2,093,074 cases since it all began. That When you match that number against our state population, that is 17.9% of our state's population has experienced um, COVID. Now, how many are active cases right now? 311,000. That's 14% of everybody that's had it. 11,860 are in an ICU. 85,824 are in a non-hospital, they're in a hospital setting, but not the ICU. And the difference are recovering at home. So far in the state, a total recovery rate is 1,781,756. That's 85.13%. Statewide, we had 60 new deaths yesterday. By the way, I haven't didn't mention this, but there's been only two new deaths in Athens County, and they were they they happened two days ago. Now, the total number of deaths in the state: 29,674. Uh, One stat that just recently changed the average age of those that have passed. For months, it's been 39 years of age in the state. But something just finally changed, and it's now 38. Here's a stat that I don't often share with you, and it never, it hasn't changed in a long time. The cases, 46% are male, 53% female. As far as the nation and the, um, the world uh, stats, I ran out of time this morning and did not have a chance to update those for you. All right. Okay, here's a trivia question for the day. I I never know if these are any good or not. But I brought them in a little bit recently. Um, So, the Big Mac. McDonald's, right? Yes. What was the original name 
of the Big Mac. You got choices? Well, multiple guests. I have um, double decker or something. No, with bear with me just a minute here. <laughs> Two off beef patties, lettuce, cheese. Okay, so my printer didn't work perfectly here. Bummer. But I, I have three of the four. Um. And hopefully one of them's the right answer. Now, even more than that, um, it had a total of three names in its history, the Big Mac. But the original, okay, so was it the Royal Ray's Big Burger, the Aristocrat, or... Um, Unknown. The Blue Ribbon Burger. I have no idea, but I want to go with because this sounds kind of like Big Ray's Big Burger. Okay, that was my guess as well. <laughs> because Ray Kroc, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but, so here it says, the answer... The Big Mac was first introduced by McDonald's in the metropolitan area of Pittsburgh. The year was 1967, and it became nationally popular in 1968. The Big Mac had two previous names, both of which failed in the marketplace. Originally, it was the Aristocrat, which consumers found Difficult to pronounce and understand. Then they named it the Big, the Blue Ribbon Burger. And that didn't last for long. Finally, they just changed it to the Big Mac. And it was a gal by the name of Esther Glickstein Rose. 21 years old, worked in the old advertising um, department for McDonald's, who picked that name. Well, I have to say that was probably a good decision by the marketing department there. And it, it became popular in 1974. Instead of, I like a blue ribbon burger or an aristocrat. So um, just a little bit of whatever. Yeah, you can just go in there and say, Big Mac, please. Where am I setting the... Here it is, I guess. Uh, let's see, is there anything in this stack? Want fries with that? Okay, nothing there. Yes, I'll take fries. Um, New York Times. We have about five minutes remaining. Um, there's a story here which you're, you're certainly welcome to go and read for yourself in detail. But the gist of it, the data is telling a consistent story. Omicron is significantly milder. The details of the Omicron variant are becoming clearer, and they are encouraging. Now, they're not entirely encouraging, and I will share with you some of the detail about that. Um, but... Um, the writer of this article tries to avoid bad news bias that often infects journalism. We journalists tend to be comfortable delivering bad news straight up, but uncomfortable reporting good news without extensive caveats. So I want to be clear, the latest evidence about COVID is largely positive, 
few weeks ago, many experts and journalists were warning that the initial evidence from South Africa suggesting that Omicron was milder than, milder than other variants might turn out to be a mirage. Well, no. It's turned out to be real. The wave of COVID seems different from the last one, which was Delta. There are at least three main ways that Omicron looks substantially milder than other versions of the virus. Number one, less hospitalization. Somebody infected with Omicron is less likely to need hospital treatment than somebody affected with an earlier version. An analysis of patients in Houston, for example, found that Omicron patients were only about one-third as likely to need hospitalization as Delta. In Britain, people with Omicron were about half as likely to require hospital care. And the pattern looks similar in Canada and other places. Nonetheless, hospitalizations are rising in the U.S. because Omicron is so contagious that it has led to an explosion in cases. Um, thankfully, the COVID patients aren't as sick, but there's so many of them. Craig Spencer, an emergency room doctor in New York, tweeted on Monday after a long shift, the next few weeks will be really, really tough for us. Well, um, there's, there's encouraging news here. But it's still not a time to just be sloppy. We need to be aware that Omicron is real. Uh, I don't want to have a cold, leave alone Omicron. Being sick is not fun. And um, so please continue to do your part to protect one another. If you'd like more on this story, I recommend you go to the New York Times website and and look it up. Um, I have a much longer, uh, probably five, six pages on the topic. But uh, frankly, we're down to about 40 seconds being left in our show today. Um... I brought in a story entitled The Best and Worst Cities for an Active Lifestyle. Scott, if you'll remind me, let's deal with that tomorrow. I also brought in another story um, from the Daily Torch, which is brought to you by Americans for Limited Government. And um, there's some interesting things there, and we'll try to share them with you tomorrow. Enjoy your bird day. Bird day, indeed. <laughs> and uh, folks, be careful out there and enjoy the weather. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. COVID testing sites are jammed this morning. But first, we have breaking news from Philadelphia, and it is a tragedy of massive proportions. City fire officials say 13 people have been killed in a fire at a three-story row house. As many as seven of the victims are believed to be children. Firefighters say they arrived on the scene to find flames shooting out the second-floor windows. An average of more than 550,000 Americans have tested positive for COVID over the past week. Thousands have been trying to find out. This woman joined a long line in the South. I wasn't expecting to be here this long. Just last week I was here maybe in and out in 15 minutes. More from correspondent Cammie McCormick. In Raleigh, North Carolina, cars tried to break in line at one testing center. That way, dude. 
police were called. Some people had waited for hours. More people started coming in. I saw it was just getting longer and longer, and then they had the police kind of navigating everyone. In Miami, one hospital is turning away pregnant women because of critical staff shortages. We really don't know what to expect over the next few months. Like, are things going to improve? I'm hoping so. And nationwide case positivity rates are reaching numbers not seen during the previous height of the pandemic. Teachers in Chicago say the COVID surge makes in-person learning too dangerous, so they voted to return to remote. Union President Jesse Sharkey. Provide testing. Uh, you know, do, do what D.C. has done, do what New York has done, do what Los Angeles has done. Parents left scrambling after city officials announced just last night classes would be canceled today. More than 180,000 utility customers still have no power in Virginia after Monday's massive snowstorm. For now, Kitty Morris is hunkered down at a shelter in Nelson County. People are making it fine. It sounds like with their neighbors and, you know, the help we get, we'll be okay. Tomorrow marks one year since pro-Trump rioters staged a deadly insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. In Police Chief Tom Manger's opinion... The United States Capitol Police as an organization is stronger and better prepared to carry out its mission today than it was before January 6th of last year. He's testifying before a Senate committee today. Protests over gas prices have evolved into a wave of civil unrest in Kazakhstan. Reporter Felix Light. Protests began after gas price hikes over the New Year holidays, but the demonstrators have since made demands for political change in the authoritarian post-Soviet country. In Almaty, Kazakhstan's largest city, protesters have seized government buildings and clashed with police, with the mayor's office and police vehicles pictured on fire. This is CBS News. Looking for quality candidates this new year? Look no further than Indeed. Our new video interview tool takes the hassle out of virtual hiring. Visit Indeed.com credit. Hey, Carrie, we need that tax report by tomorrow.